from the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. Hey, guys, I see a lot of you out there. I see Zach Carr. Your wife is having a baby. Why are you watching the stream, man? Come on. You know, uh, you know, I got to do this. Oh, man. There you go. My name is John Crump, and you guys probably know who I am. I'm an investigative journalist and a gun rights advocate. And I talk to a lot of people. Today, we are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is the only cryptocurrency in the market with uh, three-second processing times, and it's focused on the gun market. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And I just realized where Rich was. I forgot to send him the link to the show. Okay, Black Swan Tactical. We do patch drops. You know that. We do limited edition patch drops. Zach Carr and Toxic Patch Co. is the company we use to get patches made and uh before that we had another company while i was testing out another company and i went with another company and they sent me a package and it came from a shake in dubai but they're in so that's what was the shake dubai package so right now we have uh black phone tactical we have these up in the market this is the ever vigilant patch right there the crumpy i don't know why it won't focus but we have the Ever Vigilant patch. We have the Future Felons of America patch. We have we also have one that glows in the dark too. We have the two A EDU patch. Um, yeah. And if you join my Patreon, you can get this exclusive patch. All my Patreons will be getting this patch and this patch at the five dollar level or above. Now I also have this patch, the not a machine gun patch. So I have all these. So. This is what I'm going to do. The person who has the biggest super chat today will get all these patches. So if you give a dollar and you're the only super chat, you might get all the patches. But we are brought to you by Black Swan Tactical. That's where you can get all this cool stuff that I just showed you. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear with shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more. There's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. So biggest super chat gets all six patches today. So, and all the super chats will be going to charity. 
that's another good thing. All right, I'm going to bring on my guest, but before I do that, if you like what I do here, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. I'm going to bring on my co-host, Flying Rich here. Flying Rich, how are you doing? I can't hear you. You're muted, man. Still can't hear you. All right, well, while he gets that figured out, I'm going to bring on Matt. Hey, how are you? Hey, okay, Matt is a, a a filmmaker. Oh, look at this. Hold on, I gotta do this. Seven six two from G Webs. There you go. That's awesome. Anybody can beat seven six two. Let me know. Uh, Rich, we still don't have sound from you. You might have to back out and come back in, buddy. Yeah, Rich crashes everything. Um, let me give you a little rundown on Rich. He's a pilot, right? He's been in one car accident in his life. And that just happens to be when he hit a car with his plane. That's pretty good. He also hit a house with the plane. <laughs> Twice. You've been in like three plane crashes, so <laughs> that's why I call him Crashy Rich. Uh, but he's a really good pilot, actually, and I actually had to fly with him. All right, I want to get into what you do. You make film. You make uh, commercials. Tell tell people what you do. Sure. Uh, so I've been doing film and video production for probably over thirty years now, um, and I've done everything from working for National Geographic to Discovery Channel to political campaigns. Uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League, of which I'm an executive member, and I always uh, do all their work for video. Uh, I owned my own production company for 17 years. Most recently, I was a producer director for the United States Postal Service doing video productions for them. Until about six months ago, I got hired away by another Second Amendment advocate friend of mine. Uh, and now I now work as director of production at Big Picture here in Chantilly, Virginia. Yeah, I might actually um, reach out to you because we are going to be doing um, some commercials for the upcoming election, GOA. I've done, we've done work for GOA. We actually did a, uh, an ad uh, targeting African-American gun owners in Georgia during the Senate election. Okay. Uh, we, we did an ad for GOA, and I, I know Larry and all those guys. Well, um, and I'm a member of GOA as well. So. Well, I, actually, then you are the company that, that I'm supposed <laughs> to reach out to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you off air about that. But yeah, we want to repurpose some stuff of that ad, and and uh, we have a pretty big budget uh, for for the upcoming elections. Uh, I'm just waiting for you know John Valleco probably. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, he's gonna. I'm just waiting for him to get back. But yeah, we are actually gonna do. It. I gotta. I gotta write the ad. Uh, come up with the idea, and then we're gonna have. You guys, I didn't realize that it was the same company. What's but if, that big, a big picture? Yeah, if he said yeah. it was the same, we're gonna we're gonna use the same company that did the yeah. uh, the ad in Georgia targeting African American. Then that's we're gonna be working with you. Yeah, <laughs> we also and, and then I did before I joined Big Picture. I did also the ad with Ken Blanchard, uh, the, the racist roots of gun control. If you saw that one, I did that ad as well. Oh yeah, uh, Ken is a friend. Oh, good. Yeah, we're actually bringing him in to do some 
non-second related non-second amendment related productions uh but we're going to be bringing him very soon he's uh he's a great guy and a great patriot yeah he's moving away from the gun the gun thing to concentrate on other things i yep. think we have, i think we have sound back from rich rich how are you do we doing? have sound back for me yes <laughs> excellent <laughs> i don't know man it's something's wrong with your it's something's wrong with you sometimes all right. Uh, right now, the leader is seven six two, and any the biggest super chat will get the ever vigilant patch, the not a machine gun patch, the glow in the dark, and the regular F F O A patch, the two A E D U patch, and the crumpy militia patch. And uh, if you want these two patches, you can always join our Patreon for at five dollar level. I, I donate most of the money to charity. <laughs> it's my way of uh, raising money for charity. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about red cameras. Oh, okay. A lot of people complain about red cameras because when you buy a red, which is one of the cameras that Netflix, you have to film in certain cameras for Netflix. Yes. Yeah, it's on the approved list. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the approved list. But when you buy a red camera, they only give you the body. They don't even give you a power plug. Dude, that's how most pro cameras are that way. Why you don't get is a lens, that? you don't get a mic, you don't get a deck, you don't get... I mean, I, I did video production way back when, so I, I don't want to jump on Matt. I mean, I did event productions, you know, weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I bought, what was it, a Sony 327, I think it was. It's like, so you had to buy the microphone, the deck, uh, the, the lens, everything a la carte. Because you, you know what it is. And Matt, yell at me when I'm going off on a tangent here, but uh, you don't know what kind of lens people are going to want. You don't yeah, know what kind that's, of. That's true. I think, yeah, uh, power I, I think, I think more to the point with Red, though. They basically sell you a camera that is a box rather than camera in a box. It, it is a box. And I'll, I'll disagree with you on a couple points. One is when I bought my Red Scarlet, which became my Red Epic when I traded it in for Red Epic. Um, when you bought your Sony camera, it had like XLR, RCA or some kind of audio inputs built into the camera. Sure. Yeah. The red camera, that's an add-on module. And everything no with red is an add-on module. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, good, yeah. good thing it's cheap, <laughs> and, right? And, hmm? and they're not cheap. No, no. No, <laughs> no I mean, I, I think I, I had the nine-inch monitor on my red Epic, and uh, that was over three grand just for the monitor. Ooh. Yeah. No, wow. it is the touchscreen. It allows you to change everything, and it was an OLED and all that stuff, but... Now with Reddit's always, I mean, they do sell packages now, um, but yeah, when they came out with them, it was all just a la carte and it added up and then you start adding it up and you're like, good Lord. <laughs> it's just, you know, and as the thing is, they're like, oh yeah, the body's only 17,000 or whatever. Then by the time you add everything else on, you're like, oh, well, that's, that's a luxury car now. So I, I was going to say that it's more, you know, a, a, a fully built setup is going to be more expensive than my car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 there's not like uh, like everything's proprietary with red. Yeah. I mean, the media is now. And again, they say, you know, they spec and, I, and I'm sure they do. They spec the media. They, you know, smoke test the media so that 
it is uh, tested and reliable for high-end productions. Last thing you want to do is be on a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar shoot and your media goes down. It was funny. Somebody actually opened up one of the red SSDs, and it was literally a s series of uh, high-end SD cards uh, in an array. No but I'm way. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Somebody just donated. Uh, That's good. Uh, uh, the goddamn bacon says someone says packages. My ears are burning. <laughs> uh, um, also, there's a lot of people uh, that says that out there, like, uh, like all in Powell is saying that it sounds like a scam. <laughs> You know, uh, there, there's, and the, the problem with red, and is actually a lot of the manufacturers have this, but the red ecosystem has what we call, and actually in the firearms community, it also exists fanboys, and a fanboy I define as somebody who backs up a particular manufacturer or somebody who makes something without regard to when they do something wrong or when they do something you disagree with. And red definitely has more fanboys than pretty much any other manufacturer I know out there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was DLD uh, discussions wants to know, are you the guy that filmed with Philip? Yes. I film with Philip all the time. All right. All right. So yeah. So the, see some people know who you are out there. <laughs> and if anybody's on uh, AR15.com, my screen name is Bulldog1967. I am also the moderator of the Virginia Forum. Oh, so, nice. So nice. if you get banned from there, that's me. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be banned from there. <laughs> I'm just joking. The, Wait, the, what's your screen name? Uh, Crumpy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, question for you. How'd you get involved with uh, VCDL? Uh, I moved to, well, I'm originally from southeastern Pennsylvania, uh, outside of Reading, Pennsylvania, a little small town called Boyertown, Pennsylvania. Um, and after college and grad school, where I went to school for film and video, uh, I realized there really wasn't a lot of opportunities in the area. So I, I moved originally to Baltimore. Yeah, I know. Um, where I met my wife. And so we moved to Virginia. And as soon as I moved to Virginia, uh, well, first of all, I got my carry permit. And then second of all, I looked around and really saw what VCDL was doing and joined immediately. And I've been a member ever since. I've been an executive member probably for over 15 years now. Yeah, uh, we work very closely with VCDL. Ajua, I just want to remind everyone, highest super chat in the ghost of charity We'll get uh, one of the, we'll get all these patches actually. Get the, all of them. Boom. Yeah. Right I, I really, um, I really like the fact that GOA on the national level is still very involved um, with VCDL at the state level. Uh, the two organizations really couldn't be tighter. And uh, I really appreciate everything GOA does. Well, you know where VCDL formed out of, right? Uh, it was Northern Virginia Citizens Defense League. Yeah, it was NVCDL. It yeah. was just in Northern yeah. Virginia at first. Yeah. NVCDL. Paul, yeah. Paul, Paul Moog. Yeah. But Paul do you Moog, know what? Uh, NVC. Yeah. Yep. 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 I talked to, I talked to Paul like uh, a couple of days ago. Yep. I said yesterday. Uh, but uh, NVCDL, which is uh, or NVCDL, which is Northern Virginia Citizens Defense League, started out um, 
Uh, Richard, I will send you patches. Richard Monder is our viewer from England. Uh, but yeah, NV, NVCDL started out at the GOA offices. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and the first president of VCDL was uh, I know Paul Moog started in VCDL, but uh, Val Fanel hmm. was the first president of VCDL, who is currently the GOA's Pennsylvania director. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so I I know a lot. I talked to Philip and all those guys, Phil and all those guys a lot um, over there. But yeah, we we really like working hand in hand with you guys. Um. But yeah, so getting back into film stuff, you use Black Magic now, right? Yeah, so we actually have three Black Magic Ursa 4.6K G2, that's a mouthful, uh, as our main cameras. And then we also have a Pocket 6K. And uh, we just got done building our 1,000 square foot studio. In fact, I was just building some stuff today for our first shoot in there next week that we're uh, renting out the studio for. And uh, really love the cameras, uh, especially when you're grading and color balancing the image. Uh, it's just what I call, like red, it has a really thick digital negative. You can really push it around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, black magic. I, I really like black magic stuff. The only thing I don't like about black magic stuff is they seem to not like power buttons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The switches. Yeah, it, it's really weird. Uh, you, when you get into like some of the high end recording stuff, you realize that they all have their own little quirks. Oh, sure. Whether it's like black magic with. Like power buttons. I don't know. Uh, they make a, a sound deck, a black magic. Uh, it's called a, a, a mini ATM mm -hmm. or a ATM. Um, and um, they don't have power buttons on that either. Yeah. Just and, you plug in the AC power and then it comes on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have red, which their, their thing is they don't give you anything. It's almost <laughs> like these big companies have to have some weird quirk about them to make people talk about them. I don't know. It's, it's almost like they do it on purpose. Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I was a red owner for a long time and, and I tell you, you know, with all the quirks and all the, all the different add-ons and stuff like that, the, the main reason I shot with it for the longest time uh, was the image quality. I mean, my old, my old demo reel, which is, I haven't updated in probably five or six years still looks good because 90% of it was red and ended. I had some of my best friends gaffing and doing everything else to make the image look good. But I mean, it just looked gorgeous. Now tell everyone what gaffing is before uh, they gaffing. start, be before I, they start uh, <laughs> making up their own definition for actually, gaffing. I, actually, which... Maybe you should do, maybe you should do a, uh, Maybe you should do a contest and give away a patch if somebody can tell you what a gaffer is. <laughs> All right. Uh, free patch. First person in there in the comments that tells, tells me what a gaffer is. Everybody's <laughs> off the Google now on their yeah. window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Wait, something. A, a gaffer is different than a PA, which is different than a key grip. Yes. <laughs> You can come to my chat anytime, Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rich used to film weddings and bar mitzvahs and Yeah, hey, there's good money in that. I don't I do not uh I do not look down on anybody who does that. I'll tell you, I've seen 
I, you know, I watch YouTube and Vimeo like everybody else. I've seen some people who actually do weddings. First of all, they make a darn good living at it. And second of all, they, they approach it in a very cinematic way. So, I mean, in the end of the day, you're just telling a story. Oh, it just happens to be the two, these two people's story on their most important day of their lives. So, I mean, no, no pressure, right? <laughs> okay. okay. One I, take. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can we do that again? <laughs> All in Powell says the guy that holds the mic. No, that's the audio guy. That's the audio guy. Jason King says a gaffer is someone that hangs things. Does it things is. like repelling. Um, partially right. I don't know if I want to give that the whole 100% answer, though. Oh. Repelling, repelling would be you're probably thinking of a rigger, which is somebody who, when you actually repel off a cliff, that's that's a rigger, which sounds like a gaffer. I can see why you'd say that. But uh, okay, uh, uh, we got uh, holds the mic again. Uh, Jason King used to have a friend that used to be a gaffer, and he would always be doing trade shows, hanging really heavy things off the ceiling. So I guess that's wrong. Boy, I, I started back in the day when we were shooting with Ike Gammies and uh, oh, you'd have yeah. a deck monkey. A gaffer runs the wires. Nope, not for the stunts. That's 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 a different person. Let me let me know if you want me to tell you, but or if you want to wait for a couple more. Uh, well, we'll wait a couple more. Okay, that's cool. Actually, let's see here. All right, well, okay. Let let's just go ahead and give. Um. You're right. I was thinking of a rigging. Yep. Um, we'll we'll wait a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I do I do have a famous <laughs> movie star that comes into the chat sometimes. Oh really? <laughs> Not a the movie guy, star. I, I like uh, like what Texas Bullis says. The the guy that gets lunch. No, that goes back to Rich's uh, answer. Hey, That's the PA. <laughs> No, there, there, there is. Uh, what, what was that? What, what's his name? I'm like, get lunch. You got craft services for that. That's true, but sometimes when you order craft services, they have to go get it. So we're going to get me more coffee. More importantly, so. <laughs> yeah, there's like the the dude that saw started in the movie uh, that has something to do with deep and uh, other thing. I don't want to say I don't want to be demonetized. Uh, <laughs> the guy that starred in that is actually coming to is actually one of my viewers. Uh, if we said adult entertainment, would that be? Better? Yeah, he's actually one of my viewers. Oh, okay. Which is kind of weird, but <laughs> apparently, big gun guy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't want to be demonetized. All right. Back. <laughs> Back. So you've been doing this for a long time. Have you ever did anything on movies or anything like that, or just commercials? Uh, I, and no, I, I never, I never got into the movie side of things. I've done a lot of commercials, uh, a lot of politicals, broadcast ads. Again, I did a whole bunch of freelance editing for National Geographic and Discovery Channel. So National Geographic's in DC, Discovery Channel's up in uh, Silver Spring, and I used to go in there a lot and cut promos and commercials and stuff like that for them. But I uh, never got a chance to work on movies. However, my gaffer, going back to our original question here, has an IMDb page. It's probably about five pages long. 
And it was funny when the movie Lincoln came out, which was shot in Richmond. My wife and I, of course, went to the theater to see it. And unlike a lot of people, I actually stay for the credits because I usually end up seeing people I work with. And uh, Donnie, his name's Donnie. Um, when it came up, and he's the gaffer, by the way. There it was, Donnie Eros. So uh, while I don't work with movies, I work with people who work on movies. So I don't, you know, like Kevin Bacon, maybe two degrees of separation there. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Cool. All right, go ahead and tell everyone what a gaffer is. A gaffer is somebody who handles the lights on the set. So if I say I need to have a key light here and I need to cut something here or fat, you know, fill light, backlight, something like that, the gaffer is somebody who actually moves and adjusts that light for me. Well, that's called lighting so important. It's one of the most important things next to audio. It's the uh, hardest thing, though. <laughs> it's very hard to light a, to light something correctly. Yep. Well, the hardest thing with lighting is to make it look like it's not lit. That's actually the art. I mean, a lot of people, when they throw up lights, you know, they just start putting lights up and just say, well, you know, if it has to be a certain brightness or the camera says the histogram looks like this or whatever, but the the best lighting directors and directors of photography are, you know, you'll know what you, what, when you see them because you'll look at something and you're like, well, that looks like it's just like coming in from a window. And it's not. It's a 1.2K HMI blowing through an 8 by you know, canvas and something like that. And they have all this other stuff with the generator running it and all that stuff. But you look at the shot and you're like, oh yeah, well that looks natural. That's, that's the art. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, and it's hard. Um, it, it, it really is an art. You can take as many classes as you want, read as many articles as you want. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I, I have a bachelor's and a master's, in film production. And to be honest, I learned most of what I know now and I apply what most of what I know now after I got out of school. Wow. When I, when I was, when I was on set, when I was, when I was on set, that's, that's when it happened. That's, that's when I saw, Oh, okay. Well, I would have done it this way. And then the director of photography I was working with would say, well, this is why we do this. And this is why we do that. And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I, I just got like my, whole half of my graduate school education right there yeah. yeah donna says i can't give you a definition but we must make it an nfa item and ban it you can still gaff if you pay <laughs> the tax tip of 200 dollars. chuck schumer is that you <laughs> right 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 that's awesome so if you're using uh black magic hardware do you use the software also yeah, so I actually, um, I, I'm on Adobe because I've been on Adobe so long, but um, probably starting about four years ago when I was with the Postal Service uh, working in their digital creative uh, unit, uh, I started getting more into Resolve. And I'd say I split my time about 50-50 between DaVinci Resolve and Adobe. Yeah, Rich, the, the, is, the a big, hmm? Rich is a big uh, uh, Resolve fan. Oh, you're my best buddy, man. <laughs> yeah, Resolve is awesome. Besides the fact that the, the one version is free, um, I yeah. mean, this, this is $100,000 software and, you know, image tracking and color grading and compositing that used to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And DaVinci was like, yeah, we're just going to give this away for free. I mean, it's really quite amazing. 
Well, yeah. the, so the software, if you work like, uh, what is it, a network or a suite, you got to pay for that. But if you're an individual user, you, it's free. So the difference between the free version and the version I have with Dongle is mainly um, the, the noise uh, correction, the noise reduction is disabled in the free version. And some of the output options, I think, like 4K and stuff like that, you, it it, it kind of takes away a couple options. Quite honestly, though, for most people, 90% of the people out there, the free version will do pretty much anything mm -hmm. you need to do. It's As amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the image tracking in it is, is amazing. I actually had a video at Postal where we shot a safety video. You know, talk about something that could be boring, but, you know, we shot it in a cinematic way. One of the safety people gave us one of those, it was supposed to be a, a bright yellow vest. Well, this one, because it was a young lady, it was pink. And I said, uh, that's supposed to be yellow. He goes, no, 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 we use this one all the time. And the trucker, the other person in the shot, had the fluorescent uh, yellow one. Of course, I shoot it. We get to the edit suite, and our subject matter expert says, no, that's supposed to be yellow. You know, which, hap which happens all the time. It happens all the time. I went into DaVinci. I tracked her. She was moving from off camera from right to left screen. I put an image tracker on her. DaVinci tracked her in real time. And then I pulled a key. So in other words, I isolated the pink and literally took the color correction and just wrapped it around till it was yellow, feathered the edge a little bit, rendered it off. Wow. And it was, if, it was as if they both had exactly the same vest on. That's, I mean, so that's, that's the power or something like that. Talk about image tracking so people know what it is. Yeah, so image tracking, and actually in, um, in DaVinci, you can actually track points or you can track faces. So what you do is you take your mouse and you put a little crosshairs, like say on somebody's nose. Let's say you shot somebody and they were backlit and they're really in shadow. So you can see the outside, but you know this face was in shadow and they're going like this and stuff like that. In DaVinci, you could go and put a dot on their nose and hit the forward button. And the whole time I'm going like this, it'll actually put a tracker and track your motion as far as this, left, right, whatever. And then you can adjust that, draw a little oval, bring up the exposure. And it basically does it all in real time. There's no rendering. It's all pretty right. amazing. We have a question here. How much can computer editing make up for lighting at the time of it being filmed? Is it easier now with software than it was with film? That, that's hard to say. I mean, that's, that's actually a great question. I would say you can fix a lot in post. You absolutely can. You can fix a lot more in post than you could even five, ten years ago, especially even... 10 years ago, but getting it right in camera, there, there, there's just no substitute for that. Um, now I'll tell you some of the best colorists and actually I have some really good friends in the area who, who do Hollywood level uh, things. A lot of times they'll go in and what they call, what we call read light the scene. And they'll actually go in and darken certain parts of the scene brighten certain parts of the scene to make it look like there were lights there or accentuate the lights that are there to make it more dramatic or change the mood. Actually, one of the, 
things that really blew me away in, in Da Vinci that my friend, uh, what I saw him do was he actually made what we call a day for night. So they shot the scene during the day and then in Da Vinci, he turned it around so that it looked like it was night. And when I saw it, I mean, until he undid it and showed me the, the wow. shot, I mean, it looked like it was night and I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so. why these guys are artists. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think of loot? Lutz. Lutz. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, a lookup table. You know, Lutz are good. However, I think a lot of people use them as a crutch. Um, and I've, I've used Lutz. Actually, what I use Lutz for. Uh, let, let's explain what Lutz are before. A, a luck is a, is a lookup table. Basically what it is. A lot of these um, cameras either shoot raw or they shoot log. A log is basically a linear black to whitest white, um, basically maximizing the image. And then what you get is you get a very milky, non-contrast image. A lookup table is somebody's interpretation of that, taking that, and I like to use the term grok, basically grokking it a certain way so it looks a certain way, mapping the black point to a certain way, the white point to a certain way, and the color is a certain way. It's a good way to, to start grading an image, but it's not grading. It's actually using somebody else's interpretation and putting it on your footage. I actually use LUTs to see what people do. And then I try to reverse engineer them and go into Da Vinci and say, okay, well, he he took the orange point on that guy's skin tone. He went from here to here. No, I see what, and then I have to do this. That's the way I mainly use LUTs. Um, uh, let me, let me, I'm going to go back on that. The other time I use LUTs is when in stills mode, uh, when I'm actually grading my stills, there's a couple really nice LUTs that'll give me a good starting point, and it'll probably take me about 85% of the way to where I want the final image to be in so still, saves, stills like in shooting you know, photos. Yeah. So it, it saves you a lot of time. Oh, it does. It's, it's a great starting point, but what you want to do, and actually a lot of the lets like in Lightroom, they'll actually just be all the different controls on the right. And then you can actually see what the guy's doing and you can reverse engineer it. And that's the best way I think to learn is to get somebody's let and say, okay, well he did this with the contrast. He, he increased the, the clarity and he did this with you know that or whatever and try to reverse engineer and understand what they're doing because that'll actually help you create your own look for your own work yeah we use a photographer um and uh for all our family pictures mm -hmm. and the reason why we use her is um because her look is so unique mm-hmm uh, and, you know what? And she probably, when she was starting out, she might have started out with looks, but eventually, eventually, she experimented until she got something that you and all of her other customers like. And now that's that's her look. Okay. Uh, do you want to know? So LUTs are basically like presets for images. E equalizer presets. Yeah. So I'm I'm also a musician. Well, I'm a drummer, so I hang out with musicians. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, LUTs are basically yeah, like I know equalizer. Yeah, I know like, nothing about yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like equalizer presets. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, uh, so a highest uh, super chat here. We'll get, right now it's G Web. So we'll get uh, 
Um, all these patches, about $50, $60 worth of patches. Yeah, uh, it, 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 there's so much that goes into producing anything that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, just filming it is the easy part. Yeah, I mean, the or filming easier part. <laughs> I mean, by the time you get to the filming, 80, 85% of my work has already been done. I mean, we have client meetings, you know, budget. We, you know, figure out what the audience is and work your way backwards to what you want them to do. There's revisions and all the scripts and stuff like that. By the time you actually get to shooting, you're 85% of the way done. Then the rest is just editing. Um, and I, I think a lot of people, when they get cameras, they just want to go out and shoot something without actually having an idea of what story they're going to, going to tell. And I think if they put the camera down for a little bit, get a notebook, get a pencil, and actually try to write out or you know, what, kind of story, what kind of story you're, you're going to tell, you'll end up with a better production at the end. Yeah, when I, when I, went, to, I, I, I went to UMass Film School for a little bit, <laughs> So I know a lot about that. Wolverine! That's 2AEDU, kind of a big YouTuber, big deal on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Thank you, buddy. 2AEDU is now in the lead for the patches. Oh, uh, yeah. I, a lot of people don't realize I went to um, film school uh, for a little bit just because, I don't know, I was working for Verizon. And Verizon had this tuition assistance thing. So I was like, I want to go to film school. So I put in uh, my tuition assistance for film school. And um, usually I thought I thought they were, they were going to laugh at it. Because half joking, put it in for film school. But I guess the VP didn't pay attention <laughs> and approved it. But then I got laid off about a year later, so I never finished it. Oh, okay. But I did get an award for uh, best documentary. I did a documentary on uh, jujitsu school. Oh, that's cool. That was before jujitsu was big. Mm -hmm. This is like early early two thousands. Before right. anyone before anyone was doing Brazilian jujitsu, we now, called it that, the dark. Do you have ages. that up on your channel? Do you have that up on YouTube? Or I, I, I or? don't have that anymore. Ah. I want to. I want a student award for it, and I don't have it anymore. It's something that I wish I really had, but I just don't have it. But yeah, I, I did a lot of work. I, what I did is I storyboarded the whole thing. There you go. Yeah, you did it the right way. Oh, all in pal. <laughs> it says showcase showdown. And he gave ten dollars in one cent. <laughs> So yeah. I got a question. If you've done work for Nat Geo Discovery and you're mm -hmm. doing political campaigns, I'm assuming you're doing more conservative type work as opposed to other than conservative? You'd be correct, sir. <laughs> so is it difficult? Did you do political work before Nat Geo and Discovery or vice versa? I a lot of it I did at the same time. Oh really? And oh, yeah. so were they aware of uh, the political work that you were oh, doing? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, yeah. just like everything else in the inter entertainment world, um, almost all of those people, with few exceptions, are to the left of Mao. <laughs> so, do you know James Woods? Hmm? Hmm? 
Do you know oh, James yeah. Woods? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I follow I follow him religiously on Twitter uh, when he's not banned. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know, he actually has like a genius level IQ. He's he's a national treasure. I have to say, I have to say. But it's funny in in the entertainment world, um, and there's a lot of there's there's more people than admit to being conservative libertarian then we'll admit it because when they admit it, unless you're like James Wood and you're saying, okay, okay, I'm done acting. And then they're blacklisted. Um, I mean, I can tell you one of the gaffers I use, one of the audio guys I use, three of the makeup artists we use are all libertarian, liberty leaning uh, conservatives, you know, and uh, now do they, are they overt with it unless they know me or they know somebody else is too? No, because somebody's going to dox them or blacklist them or what, you know, whatever. And this is their living, you know, but yeah, the majority of people in this industry are on the left, but there's, there's those of us like me and, and us out there. Yeah. Um, that guy that did my logo, um, he is a very, very famous comic book artist. Like, um, he's like John Spider-Man, X-Men, oh, wow. all that. But uh, he, I, I can't say he did it for me. Like He's like, hey, I, I did a logo for you. But I can't say who he is, which right. kind of sucks. Right, and it, and it does. You know, and that, and that's, the, that's the problem. The bigger problem with discourse right now is that you know we, we just feel like we have to hide in the shadows and stuff like that. And it was funny. I asked my boss who's very pro second amendment and actually was with me down at the, the big lobby day where we had 75,000 people. He actually helped me produce the 30 minute documentary I did for VCDL. I said, oh, it, when can people, where can people find that by the way? Uh, that's on the VCDL TV, uh, YouTube channel. Yep. All right. Yep. So you can see that there. You can see all the other videos I, I've done there. Yeah. Um, but no, I asked him, I said, are, are you okay if I say at the company? And he goes, he goes, absolutely. He goes, I don't care. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, GOA worked with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually, I remember. We will be working with you absolutely. guys. Absolutely. No, and I remember uh, Larry Pratt coming down to a lobby day uh, down in Richmond. My gosh. 10, 12 years ago. That's the first time I, I shot him. And uh, I went up to him afterwards. I gave him my card. I said, if I can ever be of service to you, you let me know. And I and it wasn't because I said that, but I mean, it was right after that, the VCDL and GOA really started working together. And the synergy has just been, it's been awesome to have somebody on that national level who is helping us on the local level. And VCDL actually has been getting more involved at the national level because a lot of this national level gun control will affect everybody you know and i think in virginia we've seen the c shift vcdl is there on this court case there you go and uh yeah and you know and everything on the national level well i think v uh virginia was really a test case to see how far they could push with all that bloomberg money oh and they found out yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and now they're just like okay well, now we can watch rinse repeat this everywhere you know yeah and, and that's the thing is they couldn't get it done on the national level and so bloomberg and soros and those guys starting spreading their money and getting more impact by buying the da's and stuff like that on the state level you know and now here we are yeah it, that that is definitely true um they spent tons and tons of money in in virginia and yep 
GOA tries to work with local groups, and we do work with a lot of local groups, Florida Carry, uh, uh, Bama Carry, CCDL, VCDL, yeah, and actually, CDL. And actually, the, the West Virginia's uh, West Virginia CDL started when a VCDL member moved from Virginia to West Virginia, and he started it up. So Yeah, we, we work with them, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, there are some uh, local organizations that won't work with us because they think we're going to try to come out and, and come in and take over. And that's just not the case. No, I mean, that, GOA is all about the big picture. <laughs> that, not to, uh, you know, reiterate the, the title here. Uh, they are. They are. And I think that's one of the reasons that uh, I'm a life member of GOA and one of the great reasons that VCDL is a partner with them. Yeah, um, I think uh, it's a it's a good synergy right here. Richard Munder, actually, for example, is a VCDL member, and he's in London. GOA nice. member. What is the Arizona group? AZCDL. AZCDL. Yeah. yeah. AZCDL, uh, VCDL, NGOA. Yep. Uh, he's a member of all it those. Was, it was interesting in England. the run up in the run-up to the big lobby day where we had the 75,000 people come from all over the country, um, people on air15.com started signing up for VCDL, not necessarily because they wanted to become members, just because they wanted to support their organization. And it's funny, air15.com has like, it has the GOA little logo under your icon, if you're a member of that, but they also had the VCDL logo, if you're a member of VCDL. And I can't tell you how many times I'm looking at threads and general discussion or anything on ARFCOM. And I see a guy from Florida. I see a guy from Montana. I see a guy from California and he has a VCDL logo under there because, you know, it's, even though we're in Virginia, it's a national fight. And that lobby day, when we brought 75,000 people, that was unprecedented. And they took notice and, you know, they really did take notice. Sorry. uh, He's from new forest. <laughs> and not, wait, wait! And not London. He can't be from New Forest because there's no forest in New Forest. <laughs> He's from New Forest, not London. He wanted me to make sure of that I guess London's not the poop hole of London. <laughs> you don't like uh, Mercon? Yeah, I think VCDL really stood out. I think they're probably the most well-known uh, state group in the country right now. And I, it GOA and VCDL. We, when the Virginia thing happened, that GOA got well known for that too, because GOA and VCDL kind of like Voltroned together, right? And and started fighting back hard, and we were able to push back on some of the most extreme gun gun control stuff. Yeah, I mean they they passed some things, but uh, VCDL and GOA really. Uh, quashed in committee a lot of the more egregious stuff. And, uh, you know, thank God. I mean, we still have an uphill fight, but, you know, we all came together then, and, and I think we got a lot done. Yeah. What what if it, What's going on over here in this branch of the crumpy army? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's really good that um, the two groups work together. And I, I wish more national and state groups will work together. Uh, I think sometimes ego gets in the way. You know, it, it, it absolutely does. And I think a lot of organizations at the national level and a lot, a lot of times at the state level worry about more who gets credit or, or who can be seen doing something 
rather than realizing that putting the egos aside, we can advance our agenda for everybody, which will benefit everybody. And they just really, you know, people just really get down the weeds in their egos, like you said. It's it's a shame. There's there's lots of infighting on a lot of state organizations, and uh, it's a shame because we all end up losing. So, yeah, I just realized I'm broadcasting to multiple. I have I have multiple YouTube channels, but I'm broadcasting to two of them instead of one. <laughs> so that's why you guys, people are like, I can't see comments from other people. <laughs> yeah, well, there's people on my channel, and I. What else you're broadcasting to? I'm broadcasting to my uh, my news channel as well. Uh-huh. I I must have clicked that by accident. Yeah, I, I I really like working together, and um, I, I like how both sides put egos aside. Yeah, and we do what's good. It's mission focused, right? It's what's best for the mission. Yeah, I mean, and in VCDL's case, uh, I mean, it's all volunteer driven. Everything from the volunteers at the gun shows. I mean, everybody who who works with with VD for VCDL. Um, almost to a person is a volunteer and we couldn't do that. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of these, what's happening with local gun control, we'll find out at the leadership level or they'll find out at the leadership level because somebody like say a lot of the stuff they're trying to pass up here in Loudoun County, people who are wired into all the different committees and stuff like that, you know, send leadership, Philip or, or whomever, an email saying, hey, they're trying to ban all the guns from these buildings and stuff like that. And then, yeah. yeah. For example, I, I sent out an alert on Friday and Monday about the Leesburg thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and, and the funny thing is, that was one of VCDL's biggest victories back in the day because where we're at now, where local uh organizations can or local organizations like uh false church city or local governments can pass these gun control laws people don't understand that's the way it always was in virginia for the longest time for the longest time alexandria and arlington and and all that stuff back in the 90s had local gun control vcdl helped pass preemption which says that local municipalities can't pass any gun control that is more strict than the state has. And unfortunately, because we don't have friends anymore uh, in charge down in Richmond, hopefully we can do something about that. Um, they rescinded that. Now we're back to all these little fiefdoms making their own little pockets of gun controls. So you could drive into false church city. And for some reason you might have a magazine that's, well, God forbid over 15 rounds. And now suddenly you're, you know, you're, 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 it's a misdemeanor or maybe even a felony because they make their own little gun control. It's, it's really a God damn bacon with the $2 and 23, uh, super chat two, two, three, one of my favorite rounds. He says, damn it. you got me as well. Oh, Oh, hold, hold on. We got a, we got a battle. Going. We got ten dollars and two cents. The new super chat. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the things that people don't realize about the whole entire um, no preemption stuff is that you can be uh, driving, and a lot of places like in Fairfax, it says the road adjacent to it, and there's no limit. So you can be driving like a couple miles away from an event on a road yeah. that yeah. runs by it, 
and be guilty of violating an ordinance. Yeah. And and you can be like not even going there, not being aware that there's a permanent event a few miles down the road. See, and I'm gonna argue that's by design. That's I the way they, is. that that's the way they want it to be. You know, they they want to, you know, meanwhile they're getting rid of the death penalty, they're releasing felons down in Richmond. You know, they're defunding the police so we have less law enforcement, you know, helping to protect us and stuff like that. But then they're creating more laws that affect the law abiding when we just want to protect ourselves and our families. And they, and they want it to be confusing. They don't want it to be simple and easy to understand because that doesn't help them at all. No, it actually hurts them. They want they want to make people so confused. Right. You're just like, oh, you know what? You know, heck with it. I'll, I'll leave my gun at home. I'll leave my gun at home because I, I don't know. I, I'm driving from here to there. I, I don't want to. I'll leave my gun at home. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. And, and the thing is, by uh, you can look at the actual statistics and people with uh, concealed carry permits are the most law abiding citizens there are. Yeah, even more, even more than law enforcement. I mean, I'm a, I'm a law enforcement supporter, of course, but concealed carry people are, are statistically even more law-abiding than law enforcement. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really ridiculous, you know. But you, the problem is, we always try to apply logic and reason to our arguments, and the other side doesn't. Yeah, because logic and reason doesn't help with them at all. And it goes, everything they do is an, uh, you know, against that. I mean, you know, they're all based on feelings and things like that. Well, you know, you can't pass laws on feelings because everybody feels differently about it. You know, yeah. if you have facts and logic and then you can say, okay, cause effect, maybe we should pass a law that does this. What's the cause and effect of that? Okay, let's debate it, blah, 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 blah done but you're like well you know i don't like that because i'm afraid of this well i i really don't care what you're afraid of that's your problem not mine but unfortunately they make it our problem yeah it's like well you know i am you know uh alive how do how do i super chat tusk okay if you want to super chat me tusk you go to tusk.network you log into your account and i'm john grump on there you can send me cryptocurrency <laughs> but yeah just let me know how much you send. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting um, about all that stuff. Uh, one of the things that I find highly disturbing is that the people on the left, and I'm saying that because generally it's the people on the left, think that it's almost like they think they have a constitutional right not to be offended or not to be scared of, you know, you have to make them comfortable. It's like, they think that they have a constitutional right to be comfortable, which isn't the case. No, I mean, you know what? Freedom isn't comfort. Liberty isn't, isn't comfort. You have to fight for it each and every day. And, you know, the founders of our country and the people who wrote the Bill of Rights, which are a Bill of Negative Rights, which tell the government what they can't do, by the way. Yep. A lot of them pledged their lives and sacred honors, and a lot of them lost their families their homes, their estates, and a lot of them, their lives to give us these liberties that the people on the other side just want to write away at the stroke of a pen. Yeah, you are, you are exactly right. I think they would be horrified if they see where we are now. 
uh, our founding fathers would be shooting right now. Oh, I, I'm sure. I mean, Jefferson was a <laughs> maniac. That, that probably put me on a list, but I'm already on a list. So, so a, a friend of mine is Chris Ann Hall, and she. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan. Says uh, no, they wouldn't be shooting. We're in the timeline. We're here. You know, we're like two thirds of the way to shooting. Right. You know, based on how the founding fathers did it with petitioning the uh, the British government, etc. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, mean, I hate I mean, to. I mean, I I think the problem is. Everything is accelerating now with social media and with the 24-hour news cycle and with the media, quite frankly, being on the side of of those who want to disarm us. I mean, they're basically the media wing of the people who want Mm -hmm. to disarm us, 100%. So uh, an intellectual argument that I always have is when to book. (laughs) And, you know, I, I almost come up with never. You know, in, in like, you know, I'll, I'll quote a little bit of Chris Ann Hall. Chris Ann Hall says, uh, you know, civil disobedience uh, is what, what we need to do. It's to, yeah. hey, I'm not going to put a mask on. Go after yeah. yourself. Yeah. And there have been uh, city government groups. I, I forget what it was or where it was. But they, they said, okay, everybody's got to wear a mask. And the whole department got up and walked out. And like, all right, well, I guess you guys don't have to. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It was funny. Sorry. No, that's okay. It was it was right after uh, this last election where uh, Zayden got in um, that I actually did the hashtag resist, and then a lot of people were like, "Well, wait a minute." I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute. We're not doing that now." For four years, we did the hashtag (laughs) resist thing, but I I can't do that now. We're not doing it anymore. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay. So it, it's amazing yeah. to me that when a Democrat loses, the election's stolen. Right. It's like, no, we were cheating really hard. How did they win? Right. Right. Well, you remember? I mean, look, I mean, look at look at everything they did to Trump um, after he after he won, and you know, and with all the inconsistencies in the Arizona, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and all these other elections and stuff like that. I have friends who are statisticians. Oh, for sure. And a lot of them are just like, this is not a statistical anomaly. This is statistically impossible. Impossible. Yeah. It's but then if you say impossible. that, you're, you're, you're an insurrectionist. You know, oh, you're, you're in, and I'm just like, no, I'm just hashtag resisting. Um, so my, <laughs> my in laws. <laughs> you said that. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> I mean, to get that way, you're drinking. So. Sorry. Hey, I definitely bring it to the super chat. Wouldn't that bring his total? His total highest for 2002, not mine's 2004. So, uh, all in Powell brings it back to 2004. <laughs> there you go. All right, go ahead. Sorry about that. I, uh, you, you made me choke when you, when you said so that. My, my in laws, they're hopelessly liberal, uh, you know, great people. Just, but it is absolutely like CNN is reached up the back end of my father-in-law and moving his lips. It's I, it it, it brings a tear to my eye. It, and my wife, she's a new conservative, and uh, she used to be a rhino. She she became a rhino on September 11th. She was living in New York City at that time. She didn't know why she was a Republican when that happened, or after that happened, but she knew she wasn't a Democrat. Along and with a lot of other people, yeah. So, 
the what I find amazing is that these people just parrot without even thinking of anything. They, you know, boom, they hear like Rush Limbaugh says something. I'm not doing this. I go, you know, I'm engaging the brain before I say anything. And I have one disagreement with the late great Rush Limbaugh, but uh, that's for another time. But what I'm getting at is one of my friends, a tech buddy who's crazy liberal, and we're talking about the IRS lowest learner emails and how all of the laptops hard drives died, all of the servers hard drives died, and all of the backup servers hard drives died. You say, oh, yeah, you know, that just happens. That's a, like, what's the statistical probability <laughs> of all three of those things occurring? Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, he, like, he got the point. It, and it's kind of like, I don't have to know, fill in the blank a large number of details to know that prior to midnight in three states, four states, five states, Trump was leading by an astronomical amount. And then they recounted all of these swing states started recounting yeah. in the middle and of the, the night. And the curve was like this. And then it went like that. <laughs> it, so for one of the, one swing state to have a big swing after we stop and restart for some unknown reason, you know, like for three hours from midnight to 3 a.m., for one state to have a swing like that, that would be crazy unusual. Yeah. That yeah. would violate all the statistics. Yeah. But for four or five states to do that, that's, yeah. that's well, a little you know, bit You know, Rich, I have to say, and I agree with everything you say, um, but I'm just going to what the liberals say, we have to trust the, the science. And in this case, well, we have to trust the statistical science. I'm going to quote Joe Biden <laughs> on two things. One, he's got the Joe Biden said, I have the largest ever assembled voter fraud organization. And then he said, it's not uh, who votes, it's who counts the votes. Well, that was Stalin. <laughs> but Stalin Biden said that also. <laughs> Yeah, well, if they bring back the mask uh, mandate, this is the mask I'm going to be wearing. Ooh, like a... <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, in, you know, we we talk crap. about... You know, I, I guess the problem is for somebody like me, who, you know, my wife and I, we both make good money. We're behind the financial eight ball for a number of reasons, but that's another show. If If I lost my job tomorrow, I'm one paycheck away from being screwed. You know, like, absolutely you know, I'm not eating kind of thing. Sure. And for me to be able, I, and like Tuesday's our team meeting. We just had our team meeting and we got a big lecture. I, this is where I work. I don't go to work. I don't, I work for a medical organization. I don't work where there's patients. When I was in the office, I was 15 miles away from that. So they're highly encouraging us every team meeting, which is every week. Like at a 10 minute whole montage dialogue to get the vax and, mm -hmm. and i'm like i had the vid yeah you uh, have you have, you have nature's immunity which is actually better than and and, I, and i'm going to correct you it's not a vaccine i told my wife this the other day i said stop calling it a vaccine a vaccine keeps you from getting it none of the shots right, right. does that none of my, the my shots, favorite you know so i mean it's it's a therapeutic but they mm -hmm. call it a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. And in full disclosure, 
actually got the Johnson and Johnson myself because I'm going to be doing some international travel later this year. And, and you know, I have other countries that won't let me. <laughs> so the, go, the chain but, chain. But I, I support everybody's right to, to either take it or not take it. It's your choice, you know, or as they like to say, my body. My choice. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, on that we're gonna end it here because we are oh. already over. That was fast. <laughs> we were supposed to be talking about filmmaking, and we got into <laughs> everything well, else. But like, yeah. but like <laughs> I told you, we can go back. anywhere. Uh, we can go yeah. anywhere with this. Um, it, this has been fun. I definitely want to have you back, sure. uh, Rich. Tell everyone where they can find you. Well, they can find me in an hour on Lifestyles of the Locked and Loader with Hank Strange. Oh, uh, but otherwise, uh, you can find me flyingrich.com, youtube.com slash flyingrich, and flyingrich vehicles, which need some subscribers. And, and I did post, post a new video today. So we're doing the 10 video, 10 day challenge uh, that Dark challenges too. So John's partic- oh, John's participating also. Yeah, yeah. Dark was actually on the phone with me when I was opening up the package from the. Somehow, like I ordered patches from some company. I usually get them from uh, Toxic Patchco, but this is before I found Toxic Patchco. Toxic Patchco has been knocking it out of the park. Like they're, they're turning out my patches quick. But this company was slow as hell. But and my patches came from <laughs> a shake in Dubai. Like the actual royal family made my patches. <laughs> I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> it's a side hustle. I guess it's a weird side hustle, but whatever. Um, I want to thank you so much. This has been an uh, awesome time, Matt. Thank you, sir. Tell everyone where they can find you at. You know, I'm on the I'm on social media. I'm on uh, Facebook. My name Matt Gottschalk. I'm on LinkedIn. Same name. Uh, the company I work for and the incredible film production company here in Chantilly is called. Big Picture Incorporated. It's bpi.tv. My email is matt.g at bpi.tv. Yeah, I think we might be dealing with you guys like really soon. So look forward to it. <laughs> Probably see you guys soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Just a reminder, we will not be on the air next week at all. We'll be taking our late summer break. But then we'll be back the week after. And we already have guests scheduled. Um, so tune in for that. You can always support this chat on Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump. And it looks like uh, All In wins the patches. So All In, you can either email me at info at crumpy.com or hit me up over uh, on my Discord and I'll get the patches out to you. Thank you guys so much. I love you, and I will see you guys later. Matt, hold on for one second. Here.